Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Uh, this week I'm joined by Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yourself, mate? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. I'm also joined by Ollie Broom. Ollie, you all right? Good, mate. Well, good, thank you. Good man. And finally, I am joined by Olivia Peebles. Olivia, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, I'm very well. You must be very excited after the news today of the Jets playing in London against the Falcons. I assume you'll be um, doing your best to get tickets. Yeah, I've got a really exciting time to be a Jets fan in the UK right now. Um, Hopefully we can repeat what we did last time. We beat the Dolphins um, quite comprehensively. So, yeah, um, looking forward to it. Hope to make the journey down to London. Shame it is in London and not North, but hey ho. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other game as well, obviously the Dolphins, Jaguars, um, that'll be really popular in the UK. I know those two teams are very well supported, if not the most supported teams in the UK. So, good luck to anyone trying to get tickets to that one. But yes, two, I think, on the, I think they did get a bit of a backlash at first, but. I think they have potential to be really exciting games. So, yeah, for anyone attending, you're in for a treat, I hope. <laughs> I agree, yeah. I mean, they are good games on, on paper. Hopefully it works out that way as well. Mm-hmm. It worked out that it was um, originally meant to be the top four draft picks for this year as well, but obviously Miami traded out of, of number three. Um, Liam, what do you make of the games? As an NFL fan, I'm really excited to see Trevor Lawrence play. As a Vikings fan, I'm not too excited. Um, I've got not they're not really teams I'm interested in. Um, it's probably my bias, but it's NFL in the UK, so that's quite a good thing, I think. And it shows that we've got some snobbery at this level, which is nice because we can be quite fussy about games rather than like 10 years ago, we'd have taken anything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy there's games over here still, even if it's just two. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame it's at Tottenham, but hey, what can you do? Mm. Ollie, I know you haven't made your way to an NFL game yet in the UK. Are you going to be trying for one of these two? Yeah, I think I'd like to go to the uh, Jets-Falcons. That sounds like a fun one. Um, if the Falcons carry on from where they were last year. You know, quite fun on offence, bad on defence. Could see your Jets piling up the points, maybe. Hopefully. Not <laughs> often said that, so... <laughs> I was going to say, that's a rare sentence for for an NFL fan, I think, to hear. Mm. But yeah, I'd like to get myself there, so uh, we'll see later in the year. It is always such a good day out. I know I've, I've been to four of them now, I think, and it's so much more fun than going to a football game, of which I've been to a lot more. Liam, I know you've been to a lot more games than I have, but the atmosphere is just completely different, isn't it? I mean, it's such a party. It's brilliant. It's What's nice about it is I can imagine it's like seeing other sports where everyone's just there to have a good time. Like Even if you sport rival teams, like no one cares. It's just you're there for a bit of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a really good day out. And the tailgating and everything else that goes on around it. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully we can all get tickets and, you know, never know, we might be able to meet up and, you know, 
do actual things and drink an like actual it, beer. Are you saying I actually have to see you in person? Uh, I've seen you many times. I thought I'm only meeting Olivia for the first time <laughs> after being on the podcast for you know, a few months now would be quite nice. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. no, it's good news. And it's, it's good that it's all coming back to the UK again after a year off. Yeah. Okay, okay. so we are here to talk about the AFC. Hold um, on, you haven't mentioned Tebow, the big news. Uh, I wasn't going to do that yet, that's why. Any other business comes at the end. Ollie knows this. He's just, my, he's my edit, it, edit it out. I just wanted to talk about Tebow so much, all right? I'm sorry. You're going to have to wait for your Tebow chat, mate, because uh, I'm the host of this show, and I decide when Tebow turns up, and he's not coming in until the end. Tebow time later. It is, Yeah, exactly, yeah. Tebow time later. For now, it's um, some AFC chat. So obviously the draft was a couple of weeks ago now. We haven't recorded since we done our um, draft day one episode nearly two weeks ago. Um, so I wanted to do a quick roundup of the AFC in general. Um, who's looking good? Who's not looking so good? Who are your dark horses? Uh, some top players, some top draft picks. And yeah, just see where we all are with the AFC. I think a very interesting division. Um, so Liam, I'll start with you. Um, AFC contenders. Who have you got on your book now looking at how they performed during the draft? So I've gone for a random three teams and I've gone in alphabetical order. So the first team I've gone for is the Buffalo Bills. I have gone for the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs as my three contenders. Uh, why? I just think that they, they're the best three teams. I think um, the Chiefs, Regardless of the O-line issues, they're still one of the best teams in football. I think the Browns have had one of the best free agency and I think the Bills are still up there for one of the best all-round teams. So for me, they're the top three. Okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, I like that. That's not too bad. Safe choices. Very safe choices. Uh, Ollie, how about you? Who's contending in the AFC? Quite boring. I've got the same ones. um, Oh, no. I think, uh, yeah, the Chiefs, they've obviously seen what's happened in the Super Bowl. And they've completely blown up their O-line. And, um, yeah, I think they're worthy favourites to run it back next year and try and get that. I really like the um, selection of Creed Humphrey in the draft. He was one I mentioned before. I would have liked the Steelers to have taken. Um, So, yeah, I think the Chiefs are well-placed. Browns, we've said all along what a good offseason they've had. They continued that through the draft. Browns, Chiefs, week one, that is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that is a great game to kick off things, actually. And it's on TV. And, you know, like the, the game in the playoffs, Browns didn't really have the defence. Now they've strengthened that. They're going to go there and they're going to... Uh, it's going to be a good test for them first up. We'll see if their off-season bears fruit. That's a really good point because um, you say, obviously, the Browns' defence is massively improved and that Kansas City offensive line has massively changed. That could show week one just how good these you know, units are for both teams or how bad, you know, because if that offensive line for Kansas City completely crumbles like it did in, you know, the Super Bowl and it, it takes time for an offensive line to gel, then Kansas City could find themselves in trouble pretty quickly. Yeah, they want to hit the ground running. You know, AFC is quite competitive, so you don't want to be games back in the race for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And they've got a tough... Uh, obviously, the schedule's come out later, but um, they've got a tough... Tough teams to play this season. Um, obviously, by winning the division, you get a, divina, a, a winner schedule. So it'll be, that's a really interesting matchup. I like that a lot. Um, Olivia, who's your AFC contenders um, post draft? 
Yeah, I mean, I had the same three. I think they are the obvious choice, but um, to go a bit of a different path, I think if we're talking about teams that I think um, would highly likely be in the playoffs, I think the Tennessee Titans are worth a shout. You know, I think in that division, it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird one, I think, because I don't think there's a seemingly obvious um, amount of class. Obviously, there's some brilliant players no, you but I don't think the division gets the same attention as the Chiefs do in theirs, the Bills do in theirs, etc. But yeah, I think they'll quite comfortably um, win that division. I hope they make um, a bit of a playoff run like they did two years ago. Um, will they be in the AFC Championship game? I think they could be an underdog to that. Um, I know we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, I like watching the Titans. I think their offense is really dynamic. Um, I really like how Tannehill developed over the past few years in Tennessee. Obviously, Derek Henry is an absolute beast. So yeah, I think they'll be ones to watch. I think they will go under the radar a bit because they haven't quite, um, you know, went all the way yet uh, as the Chiefs had, the Bills had in recent years. But yeah, I think they'll be really fun to watch. Would you not be worried that um, the Titans obviously lost their offensive coordinator in Arthur Smith? They lost Corey Davis, Johnny, Johnny Smith as well. They lost a lot of weapons and not really replaced them at all. And now Tannehill's either thrown to AJ Brown or Adam Ferkser or Derek Henry's running the ball 50 times a game. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think, um, obviously, I don't think they did a brilliant job at replacing them. I think that's why uh, they're not obvious contenders. But I think in that division where there's so much uncertainty, even around the Colts, who are a solid team, there is still a lot of uncertainty around Carson Wentz. I still think they'll win the division. And the playoffs, it is hard to predict for the Titans. I think obviously they had that great run two years ago. But, you know, I think they're a very solid team. I think the um, coaching staff, obviously, you said the losses there with um, Arthur Smith. I think it'll be interesting to see if they're replaced and whether the scheme and the plan that they've got um, is better than the coaches and whether they can, you know, next man up sort of thing. But yes, I'll have them down as um, champions of that division. Whether how they do in the playoffs or not is a question that, you know, it's it's a bit up in the air at the minute. Just how that whole division is, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I do agree. I think the Colts have really helped themselves this week, though, by getting Eric Fisher at left tackle. I yeah, think that really does true, help, yeah. them, help them out and kind of helps Carson Wentz out massively as well. Ollie, mm-hmm. I know you're a big Colts fan, along with a few other teams. I'm surprised you didn't mention them in that conversation. Yeah, I see them as winning the division, but... I think that's more to do with the weakness of it as a whole rather than them being a top contender. I think they might win a playoff game, but um, yeah, I'm not sure with um, with Wentz there. Obviously, the signing official will help, but if he's going to stand in there, he's, he might take some hits while he's trying to make a decision. Um, I, I really like them as an all-round roster, but yeah... I'm not sure if they, if they come up against the Browns or the Bills, whether they'll get the job done. They did a great job of the Eric Fisher signing, though, because everyone was slating him after the draft by not taking an, an offensive lineman in the first two rounds. But they clearly had that tucked away, you know, for for a rainy day. 
And yeah, patience won the day there, I think. Yeah, that's mate. That's exactly it. You've got to be patient after the draft as well. And these players are still available. There's some st- top players still available at corner, um, safety, offensive tackle. You know, some some really good players. Liam, as a division, the AFC South is quite an interesting one. Um, obviously, with the Jags now, with with Trevor Lawrence and the Titans, with nobody. I think you're play, playing like right guard for the for the Texans at the moment. If I am fourth fourth kicker, aren't I? Yeah, so, yeah, well, that's yeah. that's your fantasy team with four <laughs> kickers in it. Normally, um, yeah, as a as a division as a whole, um, who would you agree with, Olivia or Ollie, as division winners? I think I'm with Ollie. Yes, I think yeah. the Colts win by default. Um, I think it's necessarily because it's a weaker division. I think they've probably got a stronger team all round. I think the Titans losing a lot of players is going to haunt them, but I hope they get to the playoffs just so they can play the Ravens again, because we all want to see that. Yeah, I agree with that. that. So I agree, I agree they do have the stronger around mm. team. I just, for me right now at the start of the season, I think there's just one too many questions over Wentz, and I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. I think, obviously, coming into a new team, he's going to take time to gel with that offensive line. Obviously, his injury history is a massive concern. Come week one, week two, that might be absolute fun out the window. But I think for now, uh, for me, the safer bet is the Titans. But I think the Colts have more potential. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you mean. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Let's talk about another of those teams that we've mentioned in the Cleveland Browns. I know we're massive Cleveland Browns heads on this podcast. Liam especially loves the Cleveland Browns. So Liam, not love them. I'll let you take it away as to why they're now contenders of uh, the AFC. I feel like you need Ivan to do this job for me because he all sold us down a river, didn't he? He literally... So, yeah, I just think that if they can keep up what they did last year, so if they can keep up on offence, if Chubb can have a good game, if the defence can play as well, who can stop them? The biggest question about last year was that secondary. Um, and that's what they've improved on in the draft. Yeah. And, and free agency. And free agency, yeah, definitely. I mean, the job that um, Stefanski has done is actually quite incredible. I know that we're, I know we're praising them without them actually having played a game so far. But, um, I'm but regardless, incredibly... if they win or lose week one, I still think they'll get 12 or 13 wins. Yeah, but that week one test is a real test for yeah. them at Kansas City. And- yeah, but that happened with the Buccaneers when they played the Chiefs. They didn't win the first time, and then they beat them again. So, yeah, it, it, you can make schemes and you can make changes. Like A lot happens in a season. Yeah, true. It's just a good idea to what you get on secondary with the Browns against Tyreek Hill and, you know, Travis Kelsey. Be good. You're not really going to get a better test than that. And to see what their new defensive line can do as well, it's, it's genuinely really exciting. Ollie, do you think the Browns are, are genuine contenders for the whole NFL? Yeah, let's see why not. I don't think the Browns are the Browns anymore, as the saying goes. I think that's boring and played out now. Um, and they've just patiently built up from where they've come from to now being in our with our top three. Yeah, I think they're going to contend, definitely. Is it the sign of having a, a good plan in place? Like they've got a GM in Andrew Berry who's clearly done a very good job they picked the right coach in Stefanski they've been patient from where they were three or four years ago going zero and 16 is it a sign that for teams maybe like the Houston Texans that all hope isn't lost because if you rebuild correctly 
in three or four years time you could end up like this yeah it's a project you've got to be patient with it and build from the ground up and make sensible decisions you can't just go all in for one year and hope that it's going to work out and then mortgage your future you know they've they've stuck by baker mayfield as well which is now paying off he was maybe a bit rough first couple of years but maybe he wasn't in the right scheme or didn't have the right coaching whatever um you know, even now there's probably people wanting them to to take one of the big quarterbacks that's on the market but um i think they're going to stick with their man and it'll pay off for them i thought baker really improved last year i mean he's had a tough time in cleveland because he's had down the down the stretch he was good yeah really good and he came up for him in important games he played really well and he's had three different head coaches in three different years at cleveland it's never going to work out too well but stefanski seems to get the best out of him i think i said it on a I think it was the AFC North episode. It might have been the last episode. I'm not sure. But it would have been really interesting if he would have got the ball back against the Chiefs because they went for a four for one, didn't they, and iced the game. That would have been really interesting if they'd given Baker the ball with, what, like two minutes left? See if he could... I think they were only five points down. Yeah, but, I agree. I think really he'd have done it as well. I know it's hypothetical, but the way that game was going, it was um, almost like going 3-0 up in the first half, but then... Arsenal coming back and drawing 3-3 at West Ham. I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it. And um, that's the last time I mentioned football. Um, Olivia, another team that we've we've all picked up on, the Buffalo Bills. Is this more the fact that Josh Allen has to continue to be as good as he was last season and any former regression and this, te- this whole team really regresses? Yeah, I think that's the key. I think the Bills did a great job at keeping um, the offensive coordinator, Brian Dabble, I think. He was highly sought after, so the fact that they've kept that security and that continuity there has, will do him the world of good. There's no reason to suggest why he won't keep up his abilities. I'm not saying he'll be like, you know, he doesn't even have to perform as well as he did last year, as long as he's got that, you know, that great decision-making. Obviously, that arm is very impressive, that leadership uh, quality. There's no reason why he, that he should take a massive drop. If he's shown he's got the potential, he's got the ability. And I think the Bills are such a well-organised um, team now, um, often on the field. I know they haven't been like that for, you know, several years coming up to obviously drafting Josh Allen. But yeah, I think they'll easily take the AFC East. I think the only team that may push them seriously, I think, will be the Dolphins. But I think overall, they're just a very well-balanced team, brilliant coaching. And I would not be one bit surprised to see him in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, they're another team that you look at in the AFC and they don't really seem to have a weakness. It maybe was on the defensive line or, or linebackers, mm. but they sorted those issues out in the draft and free agency. Absolutely. Again, you know, it just shows what you could do with a good general manager and a good coach. You know, it's, it really is that simple in American football. If you draft mm. well for a couple of years or pick up good players in free agency for a couple of years, these teams build into really good teams, mm. you know. And, um, yeah, there is there is hope for, for other teams out there, that's for sure. Okay, let's talk about some, some dark horses then that we've all got and um, who could possibly make that AFC Championship game, but no one's really talking about them as a serious contender. Um, Ollie, I'll start with you. Um, drop me a team. I quite like the Dolphins. Um, Olivia mentioned them pushing the Bills potentially and yeah I think they're they're on the rise Um, definitely the second best team in that division now and they're quite a nice draft so yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go this year 
I really, really like the addition of um, Jalen Waddell. He is so fast. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to, oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Him and Fuller just zooming around. That great. offense has turned into a seriously entertaining offense already. I mean, Fuller, uh, Parker, Waddle, Gazicki. I mean, they're all really good pass catchers. Yeah, I think they're uh, they strengthen on the other side of the ball as well. Yeah, you know, I think um, Phillips was quite a nice pick up with their second first rounder. I really like what they did for the draft. I thought they they had a really good time. So yeah. I think yeah, the only thing that. God, sorry, mate. Uh, the only thing that will concern me about the Dolphins, I know we write players off very quickly and I don't want to be one of those people that does it, but it is very reliant on how Tua plays. And from what we saw last season, I know it wasn't a huge sample size, but he didn't set the world alight and had to be kind of saved by Ryan Fitzpatrick. They haven't got that now, really, and he has to perform. So it's make or break, really. Yeah, um, but we've seen like a Josh Allen step forward. So there's no reason to, I can't do it. I mean, he's got to go and do it and prove it to us, but we'll see how it turns out for him. They're in a friendly division as well. Sorry, Olivia. Um, but no, they are in a, in a division where they might pick up. I think quite it's quite an interesting division. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, you've got, obviously the Jets are now looking to turn it around and hopefully they do for you. Um, Thank you. And one more yeah, work. The Pats are wounded, you know, and they're going to, the amount of money they've spent, they're going to be coming out swinging, you'd think. Um, so, yeah, I think it's quite an interesting division. I, yeah, I'll chuck out my dark, dark horse while we're talking about them. The New England Patriots, no one's talking about these, these team, man. And what they've done, I don't hugely like the free agency, but the pickup of Mac Jones is perfect for New England. You know, he's a pocket passer. He'll be protected by one of the best offensive lines in football. You know, they get so many players back on defence that opted out in 2020. Cam will be a better player after a year with the scheme. He's got more people to actually throw to this time. They can run the ball really well. They've got a great secondary. I mean, and they've got the best coach in football. Liam, give me a reason why the New England Patriots can't make the playoffs. Cam Newton. They're not going to do it. I, 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 don't think, I don't think he plays a full season. I think Jones comes in by week eight. And, pl- and plays the rest of the season. I think court Q- QB is their issue, and I think it's going to take a while. I think Mac Jones is perfectly fitted for their offense. I think he will be their starter going forward. I just imagine Belichick like in a dark room, just huddled over like a tactics board for the next three months, just planning every drawing up everything for Jones. Did you see their draft room? It was just three people. It was him. Yeah. Matt Patricia and uh, the owner, Robert Kraft, I think. And he doesn't have a computer. He literally just sits on like a pen and pad and he has his dog with him. That's all he does. It is incredible, really. And this were, is they, why, were they one of the fully vaccinated draft rooms or not? Yeah, they must have been because they're, they're quite old. So I'm guessing they must have definitely had the vaccine. Uh, the only one I guess wouldn't maybe is Patricia, but I'm not sure how old he is, maybe 50 or so. But uh, yeah, that, that vaccine, I get why they did it to promote the the vaccine, which is obviously a good thing, but why did it have to be up on, on the screen? Nobody cared about it. No one was going into the draft wondering, oh God, I really hope these coaches are protected from COVID. Boo, not fully vaccinated. Yeah. yeah, I know, yeah, stop booing teams because of that. Um, I found it interesting that when we were at the draft, um, well, we weren't at it, but when we were watching it, Mac Jones was the only player to be booed after mentioning the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christ. 
this team could get written off Olivia as many times as it wants, but there's a part of me that just thinks because it's the Patriots, they'll find a way to do it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think touching upon what you said earlier, I think the AFC East is going to be interesting. I think more interesting than what it has been the past few years. I think there'll be surprises and it'll be quite competitive. Um, talking about the Patriots, obviously Bill's got, um, he's got a point to prove. People were questioning him, saying, you know, Brady carried him with obviously last year's quite mediocre season by his standards. So he he went all guns blazing, didn't he, in free agency in the draft and obviously picking up a quarterback in the first round and the tight ends and splashing the cash and, you know, what have you. I think he has got a point to prove and he has got a chip on his shoulder. And it's quite an interesting situation for Bill Belichick because he's not used to that. He's used to coming into an off-season Super Bowl champions or making the Super Bowl and everybody talking about them and, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's a weird situation. I think they'll probably do better than last year. But again, they're in a competitive division. I think Miami overall are a better team. Um, definitely not better coaching, but better team. The Bills a better team. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform. Like I can give a prediction on the record right now because I'd have to see the scheme and we'd have to see who starts. Is it going to be Cam? Is it going to be Max from the off? So... Yeah, it's definitely well worth keeping an eye on. And I am surprised it went under the radar, but I do agree with you there. I think what's also in their favour is the fact they're going to have a third-place schedule, mm. which the Patriots have not had for probably 20, 25 years or something ridiculous mm. like that, which will obviously really, really help them, I think. Um, all right, Liam, that's enough Patriots talk. I can see you're getting bored over there. So chuck me out an AFC dark horse. Chargers. I was so hoping that no one else would say this so Herbert we all know how good he is is he going to do it again next year Olivia yes I, I think, think you will. Will. I think, yeah, I do yeah. I, I really like him yeah definitely I, I had him as one of my dark horses so I agree with you absolutely there the Chargers have built around him well and yeah I can see them making the playoffs so I think you've got a brilliant yeah. point there I think they will make the playoffs. And I think if Ollie brings in his betting show that he wants to bring in, I think he'd probably be mentioning them. Yeah, I've got him penciled in for the playoffs. I haven't got any odds for you this time. Oh, uh, disappointed. <laughs> Phil for me, Phil for me. Tell me why, because obviously they finished um, last season with a 7-9 record. I know they've got some good players in free agency with Corey Lindsley and... Um, some others whose name I can't remember because I didn't do the prep I should have done for this show. Uh, but they had a really good draft as well um, and picking up areas of need. Defensive tackle, obviously a huge pickup with Rashawn Slater and um, Ashante Samuel at cornerback as well, I believe. So, Liam, why are they making an extra maybe four or five wins to get into this AFC playoff? Herbert, I think I just think the team's built better. Um, you've just said you've just listed some names, and I just think they're going to continue to play better. And like he was on a roll at the end of last season, wasn't he? And I think they'll carry it on. And the new coach in Brandon Staley, well. yeah, I think that will help a lot. Yeah, um, Ollie, you was hyped up about the Chargers. Yeah, I like them. I don't really like their division. I think they're comfortably the second best team in there. Um, so, yeah, and I think uh, with the seven playoff spots. And with the South not being as strong, 
I think, yeah, they could uh, nab one of those spots, maybe like the sixth or seventh seed. Let's talk about that division then quickly. We've got the Denver Broncos in there as well. Uh, for me, a really good all-round team, just missing a quarterback, which I still can't believe they didn't take fields at number nine. Just makes no sense to me at all. Um, Olivia, what do you make of the Broncos? I think they've got a top five defense on paper. I think they've got a really nice offense. But Teddy Bridgewater doesn't fill me with hope, and that's why I can't say that they're playoff bound. To be honest, Teddy Bridgewater probably doesn't fill the Denver Broncos up with hope. I think Aaron Rodgers fills the Denver Broncos up with hope. And obviously, that is, um, it feels like it's gone a bit quiet since Drafter, so I don't know what's going there. Um, I think the Broncos probably passed on field, and this is me. maybe uh, assuming a bit and speculating. I think they passed on Fields, thinking they have a great chance at Aaron Rodgers. I really do. I think Fields is right there. Why didn't they take him? I think they have got a higher planet quarterback. It's obviously going to be a big, big ask for them to sign Aaron Rodgers. But let's say he did. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco next season. I think... They also can make the playoffs, and I know we keep saying, you know, all these teams can, but I just think Aaron Rodgers on that team with that brilliant defense, obviously MVP last season, with the potential of the offensive players who maybe we haven't seen as well over the past few seasons, I think that if he enters that division, it's going to be very, very dangerous, and I wouldn't want to be a Raiders fan. (laughs) I, I do agree. In a sense, I think Rodgers would be a complete game changer for them. Um, but if we're going to talk about him now, I, I don't see him leaving Green Bay. Why would they let him go? Why would so, they let him go? So the haul that you would need to get him out of there, multiple first round picks, you know, what? surely you would have done it if you were going to move him, you'd do it before this year's draft and you, yeah. you'd get your quarterback of the future. They're not going to move him now for a a tw- a, say a 2022 first rounder and then are they just going to roll with Jordan Love for a season when they've got this roster in place to contend exactly so. offering a draft pick now has no difference to offering a draft pick in February it really doesn't because you know they would have to offer players they'd have to offer like Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb for Aaron Rodgers and there's no reason why the Packers have to trade him they don't have to he's under contract they're not going to accept the first round picks because they're just not going to because why would they before a season in which they can't use them until next april um liam why why would the packers do it what's in it for them so our number one listener chris ellis has been keeping me in touch with the denver media so the whole denver media is speculating and saying that they're waiting till the first of june for salary cap reasons so they're waiting to trade then. So they all seem to think it's going to happen then. And I've seen the past few days that Green Bay are trying to offer him more and more for him to stay. So I think possibly it could really happen. Um, this, this, No, no, this all smells of Aaron Rodgers trying to get out. The Green Bay Packers offer him a ton of money. He signs another stays. two-year deal. Yeah, That probably is what's going to happen. But probably, yeah. It probably is. But it's just interesting to hear what the Denver media's speculating well, I, I don't see why, why Denver would want to give up the farm for Aaron Rodgers what 38 win now win now it depends it, on how you... sorry go on sorry I was going to say because we're saying how good the defence is if you put Rodgers in that team 
I think New they Jackal. could possibly be contenders. And then he gets injured week one, and then what? You've got no draft picks. Oh, yeah, of course. No, but... no players. You, you're done for. He's yeah. hosting Jeopardy for the next nine months. Obviously, you know, yeah, it is a long shot, I think, and I don't think it will happen. I think it's fun to imagine it happen. It depends on how upset he actually is, because obviously he's feeding stuff through the media and the media make a big storm out of it and we've got to take everything with a pinch of salt. We don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes. The media probably doesn't. So it's a bit of an interesting one because if he, like, I'm not saying he is, but hypothetically, if if he if he's really upset and just does not want to play at Green Bay next season, then he's got massive leverage over the Packers. And I don't know, I don't think it will happen, but I just think there's something behind it that we obviously don't know and, I think the salary cap thing will make things a bit clearer, but yeah, it's interesting to see how it'll play out, though. Because it's this might be the the popcorn in the kettle black, but he does seem like a very grumpy man. Yeah, yeah, that's he right. <laughs> he's, he's throwing stuff out there, and I think he'll probably get paid. And the Packers yeah. need to call this bluff and just say, "Look, yeah. if you don't want to play, don't play. We've got another first round quarterback. You're still under contract. Just don't play for a year. Go and host Jeopardy. Do whatever you're doing." <laughs> It, that's Aaron Rodgers can't just leave. He, he can't get out of a contract. If he doesn't well, want to play, how... then the Packers should just say to him, don't play. We've well, got Jordan the... Love. We're going to give him a go. Well, in the past, players have had to retire or like get mm. other ways out of it to get out of teams. You can't yeah. just leave, can you? Because it's legally binding contract. Like so... Carson Palmer, I believe, did that? Or Megatron? I mean, look yeah. at like a, a Le'Veon Bell. He sat out for yeah. a season. And where is he now? <laughs> Didn't work exactly, out, yeah, did his that. career completely declined. He ended up <laughs> no. in the Jets getting three yards of carry or something, and now he's second. Yeah. Well, he's not anywhere. He hasn't got. He hasn't got a team. Less See, we say about that, the better. I think he's <laughs> working in Walmart now. It's. I think it's a very strange move. I think if the Packers are clever about it. They say, look, if you don't want to play, don't play. Sit out for a year and see what it does to your stock, and then we'll play Jordan Love, who could turn out to be an an elite quarterback, as normally turns out for the Packers. Um, I mean, I know you two want to see him out of the division, but I don't think it's happening. <laughs> no, he'll stay with Green, but I've got no doubt about it. As much as the Broncos can think that they're going to get him, they're not going to get him. They haven't got enough to offer, and Green Bay doesn't really care about first-round picks because they just don't. And let's say the Broncos offered it now, and the Broncos have um, Rogers. They're not going to end up in a good draft position for the Packers next year. They could be end up picking 28 or 29 you know, why would they ever accept this for a quarterback? What what could they offer Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke? No, thanks. You know, it just makes no sense to me. And I'm sorry to your mate, um, Ellis, Liam, but this isn't happening. I, um, I don't think it's happening either. I think, as Olivia said, it's just fun to speculate it and we can all wish it's going to happen. But realistically, I don't think... I just think happen. they made a terrible decision in not picking Justin Fields at number nine, thinking that something yeah. was going to happen and it's not. I could be like I could be made to look a complete tit here, and uh, if so, you know I'll take it. But for me, I just cannot see it happening, which is a shame because this Broncos team is only a quarterback away from being a really, really good team, you know. And which which is a shame. But um, yeah, sorry to you, mate, Ellis Liam. We have to get him on soon to talk about Broncos. Yeah, we need to get him on to talk about the Broncos, don't we? That's it. Um, did anyone else have any more? AFC Dark Horses that we haven't spoken about? Yeah, I've got one, actually. Um, This might be a bit controversial, but I think, and I would like to know what you think about this, actually. 
I think the Pittsburgh Steelers could be a dark horse, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I'll tell you why, right? Hold on. Um, I wasn't banking on talking about them in this episode, but let's go. See, I will, because obviously they came off this brilliant regular season record last year. They were the best team in the division, well, so the record says. And then obviously in the playoffs, they did pretty badly. <laughs> um, but so they're going into this season and a lot of people have them as the third best team in the division. A lot of people have Ben Roethlisberger as the fourth best quarterback, fairly, in their opinion. So therefore, I think because that division is such a competitive division now, I think they're getting, well, they're going under the radar quite a bit. And I think the Steelers, are they going to win the Super Bowl next year? I doubt it. But I think they're that well-organised and structured with the coaching. And obviously, I'll never write off Tomlin. I think he is brilliant and underappreciated by a lot of people. And I think, obviously, that division is competitive, like I've just said. But they still have, fundamentally, a good team. And obviously, that O-line is a bit shaky. I'm not going to uh, paper over the crack there. But their offence, I think, is or has the potential to be some of the most exciting. Um, the wide receivers always turn out to be great for uh, Pittsburgh. Adding um, Harris into that, uh, Pat Fremuth, sorry for that pronunciation. I think they've got potential to be a really exciting team. Obviously, a lot of the attention is going to be on Big Ben and whether he can still sustain that being an aging QB. But I think they will go under the quarterback and I think that division has the potential to have a three team um three teams going to the playoffs. Uh so yeah, I think they're being they're not being talked about and maybe we should keep an eye out on them. But it's controversial, so I'd like to know what you think. Ollie, it's all yours. Yeah, quite like it. Um I think everything I've read about them coming out of the draft has been really negative. Everyone's really down on them. Yeah, I, I noticed a, that, yeah. I don't think they had a horrible draft at all. I wouldn't put them, you know, in the top five draft. But I think you did well. And it wasn't horrible. They had to get, they had to go and get a running back. In hindsight, why it was a great move, yeah. Why wouldn't you take the first one off the board? And then the next running back went in the pick after, so you would yeah. have been stupid um, if you didn't. You know, he's big, bruising run through tackles, but he can catch passes as well. Um, you know, the, the tight end they took in the second round, whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce. Um, yeah, I think he'll help in the run game as well as a blocker. Um, and then maybe next year, if Ebron leaves, then you've got your tight end um, going forward. They address the offensive line with back-to-back picks. I don't hate what they did at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited. They, uh, they couldn't have a tougher start uh, playing the Bills. So that's true. Maybe we'll reassess after week one. But um, as of now, I'm, I'm reasonably happy, and we'll see see what comes out over the summer as to how some of these rookies are getting bedded in. Yeah, I think let's talk about the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously you've got oh. Big Ben there, you've got Mason. <laughs> <Is that the time? laughs> 
Is that the end of the episode, George? He's <laughs> got, got Mason Rudolph who signed for another year and Dwayne Haskins. If it doesn't work out for Big Ben and he, he literally cannot move or he gets injured, that's where I worry about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I was sort of hoping they might um, take a flyer on someone, uh, maybe like trade up into trade back into round two or round three. Um, but then a few days before the draft, they signed Rudolph for another year. So is that the plan? I don't really know. <laughs> I think it is the plan, mate. Yeah, just to burst that kind of bubble. He had one good game last season in the game that he played against Cleveland. I thought he looked all right. Yeah, week 17. I don't know how hard they were trying. I'm trying to help, mate. You know, <laughs> maybe trying to... maybe Harris. Uh, maybe he's the guy. I don't know. Ask, yeah, I mean... You, you Haskins, that's what I mean. Yeah, I was wondering who Harris was for a minute. I was like, are like, they got uh, Harris and Harris? <laughs> yeah, Haskins, definitely. You, you just don't know what you're getting. I mean, it didn't work out for him in Washington, whether that's his attitude, whether it's the coaching. We we don't know yet. But, um, Liam, if you're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens, who we haven't, amazingly, we haven't spoken about yet on this podcast, um, who's a more likely contender for you? I'm going to shock you. I'm going to say the Steelers. I can't have it. I, can't. I think the Ravens, they did what they do. They had a, a draft where they picked sensibly and they picked players that are going to fit in their system and, you know, be there for years to come without being wildly exciting. Yeah, they won't be, but they did address areas of need really well, um, mm-hmm. especially in the first round by picking up Bateman. And then picking up the linebacker at pick 31 as well. Yeah. You know, they do pick really well, the Ravens, and they have done for years and years and years. Liam, I'm interested to know why. Um, Why are you picking the Steelers over the Ravens? Is it purely to annoy our friend Liam? I want to say yes, but it isn't. I just think the Steelers are a better all-round team. Take the QBs out, and I think... So here's a question for you, Olivia. Who would you rather have? Take out the QB. Would you rather have the Ravens roster or the Steelers? Um, I think if we're talk if we're taking in consideration schemes and coaching stuff as well, it would be the Steelers. And I don't think it'd be See, George? close. To be honest, I like both teams. I think both um They're competitive. polar opposites, aren't they really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is fascinating that division and um all like all four teams. And I do think I think the Ravens will be They'll be, I think they will be a great team as well. But I just think the Steelers and the way they, uh, like I said, I, I keep coming back to it, the way they're organised, the coaching. I do think, I think they got a lot of hate on the draft. And looking back, I don't think it was deserved as much. Um, yeah, they, so took, yeah. Um, they took green in round three and the left tackle in round four. Yeah. yeah they, they've already got a starter on the offensive line from round four last year. Dotson had quite a good season. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe they've they've found another one or two starters, hopefully. Yeah, I think just for me, I think obviously the, and for most people, the question is the quarterback. And if he has a, even if he has a, if Ben has a solid season, stays healthy, I think the playoff, I think it's very reasonable for them to make the playoffs. And I think people are sleeping on them a bit because of obviously Tom, what happened. Yeah, with the Tom Browns. worst but, ever season was eight and eight. And exactly, that was miraculously yeah. with a man named Duck playing quarterback. 
Oh, bad <laughs> Hodges. I thought I forgot about that guy. How can we forget Quackers? He's now in, now he's in LA now. LA Parish living it up. Yeah, he's having a great time. Is he with the Rams or the Chargers? Uh, I think he's with the Rams. Oh, man. Good times. Yeah, good old Clark. Yeah. I mean, maybe Stafford will teach him everything he knows and he'll, <laughs> I don't know, come back to the Steelers maybe and start in quarterback next year. Christ, that's a that's a worrying thought, and it uh, more likely that he'll play against the Bears week one after Stafford gets injured and just kill us for about four hundred yards. That's that's actually what's going to happen. Um, I I just don't know about this, Ollie. Obviously, yeah, I've known you a long time, a good mates, but I don't think I can big up this Steelers team. I just, that's fair. Like, I didn't have him as a contender. I didn't have him as a dark horse either. I sort of obviously I want to see him do well, and I personally think they they're probably going to be. Second in the division and getting the playoffs. Um, I think you're middle of the road team. Yeah, well, and for I you, just... that's better than the Ravens. Because the Ravens won't be a middle of the road team. They'll be a double-digit win team. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm sure we'll come back to it a few times in pre-season. So we'll finish off the division with the Bengals. Um, they're an interesting team. I don't think anyone's having them as a dark horse, but it's always good to talk about them. Especially after you know their draft and picking up Chase instead of Sewell, um, yeah, Liam, what do you make of the Bengals? I put them down as my no hopers. Um, I think. Oh dear. Interesting. I, I really think they've got a wide receiver now, but who's protecting? Who's protecting Burrows? So, yeah, I, I know they've brought people in in free agency and stuff, but they should really. The boy from Minnesota. Sort of, yeah, we, we won't mention him. Um, they, yeah, they really should have got some more help on O-line. And I don't think they've got the best players they could have done. Um, Did they trade down in round two? Yeah. Me too, yeah. They could have got Jenkins and they could have got a few other good defensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah, I just I... can't... I, I can't see Burroughs staying fit all season. I know he's got a receiver. Can't see it. That's what I agree with what Liam said, really. And I'd sort of, sadly, I think they're in a division with three other well-run teams. Unless are they we drastically think... going to change their scheme? Like, what are they going to do to try and keep him fit? Because they've got to do something. I, th- I think you can see now, obviously the Steelers and the Ravens are, are pretty well-run and the Browns now are ascending and have been making smart decisions. The Bengals... Not so much. I don't really see what their plan is other than putting it all on Burrow. Yeah, they haven't really got as much of a running game as the other two. Well, the Steelers don't have one, but as the other two, really, the Browns and the Ravens, it's, they're very much run-first teams. And um, they haven't got that. They're now a pass-first team, especially with Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I mean, they're three of the best receivers you're going to get in a whole team. You know, I mean, that's seriously good. But Liam, you're right. The question is, are they actually going to be able to get the ball to him because of this protection? I think Riley Reese a nice pickup. I think he's an average starter at tackle. Being generous. They've also got a first rounder at right tackle, I believe. Um, so, you know, they've got some pieces and it's all about coaching as well. They need to coach these players up a bit better. I don't believe in Zach Taylor, which is, I really think, the biggest problem with the Bengals. Um, and I think after another maybe five and 12 season, he'll be gone. Um, Olivia, what are your thoughts on the old Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, not a big Zach Taylor fan. I think he's probably lucky to get as long as he did. I think if 
Bowe didn't get injured, he probably would have been gone by now. I think for the Bengals, I don't think playoffs is realistic. I think a good season for them is middle of the road, in ter- like realistically, obviously, middle of the road. Uh, Burrow stays healthy and plays all 17 games and shows, you know, he shows some real potential in that. You know, there is chemistry there and the offence can click and maybe next season you focus on defence and the draft and free agency. I think that's what they need to do. They need to get a foundation similar to what the Browns did with um, Baker in his first and second season. I think they've just got to establish that, um, uh, that you know, that foundation. And as soon as they do that, I think they can move on, hopefully with a new head coach. But, yeah, I, no hope. Maybe a bit dramatic, but, yeah, I can't see them making playoffs. How many wins do you think they get? That's a good question. I haven't seen the schedule. I think the strength of schedule they've does got play a, really a lot t- of it. They've got a tough game week one. It's a tough one. Yeah, Minnesota are at home. <laughs> oh, well, they'll, um, be, they'll be one and zero before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course uh, they will be. At least Borough will be up right that game. <laughs> That's true. Uh, if I have to say, I'd say they get six wins next season. Yeah, okay. and sadly, I think that'll be enough to keep Zach Taylor his job, which no <laughs> Bengals fans are, are yeah. going to want because their owner just doesn't change anything, and that's the problem. You know, yeah, bad GM, bad head coach, bad. But always, that's their culture. It's been like that for thirty years. Like it's just how they are. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. All right, Liam, you've mentioned one of your no-hopers. Ollie, I'll move on to you. For Give me a no-hoper, a team that's going to either regress or just be a 1-16 and 16 team, 2-15 and 15 team. Um, I've got two toss-up between the two. Which one are you likely to go for? I'll go for the Houston Texans. Yeah. The bona fide number one pick in the 2022 draft. <laughs> uh, who's their quarterback? Is it me? Is it Tyra Taylor? No. Tyra Taylor um, or maybe oh, Davis, Davis Mills. Oh, Davis, Davis Mills. Mills, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's not great. <laughs> I mean, they've just had such a, a big roster turnover. Um, no continuity going in there. I think next year they've finally got a first-round pick. Yep. It's going to be a good one, I think, because, um, I mean, maybe they're lucky that they're not in the strongest division. Um I just don't really see a good season on the horizon for them, sadly. I but, feel so uh, sorry for them. The only thing I do I like, do. I don't mind their running game. They've got a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got about eight <laughs> running backs at the moment. They seem to just be stockpiling running backs, and uh, maybe, um, maybe they they know something about Watson that uh, hasn't hit the public yet, and they're just planning to run the ball all the time. I don't understand it. What are they going to do? Start running like a conga line thing through. So you've got like Lindsay, David Johnson, and Mark Ingram. Do you know? Do you remember? Um, oh, this is really niche. Uh, the World Cup, uh, was it two? No, three years ago. And we were watching all the games in Pats. And at corners, you'd have like Maguire and Stones. And they all lined up in a line and then started running in like a yeah. train. Yeah. I know exactly, <laughs> exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> they're gonna try, they're gonna just get four players to make a gap in the in the defensive line, and then this conga's gonna run through them. That's exactly what's gonna happen. But um, 
They need yeah. to hide the ball between one of them so the defender, the secondary doesn't know. That's that should be the plan. Oh, that's genius. Then they're tackling <laughs> off the wrong people, and yeah, that's what I want to see. Just Philip Lindsay with 500 yard games through Deshaun Watson. Actually, that's a good point about Deshaun Watson though, because it's more likely that he's not going to play. You know, this season with what's going on, legally. it's still it's still not certain. So, you know, you don't know the path ahead for them. Hundred percent. You know, you, you can't say for certain. They can't plan whether they know whether he's going to play or not. Um, yeah, I think they're just in a mess at the moment, and it's going to be like a, a Brown situation where they're going to have a really bad record. Uh, whether they, I don't think they'll go over seventeen, but maybe like two and fifteen or something, and they're going to have to build from the ground up, and it's it's going to be a hard few years for them at least. Yeah, I mean, their issues all started off with the Bill O'Brien trade of um, DeAndre Hopkins, really. And I guess you could argue the Laramie Tuntle trade where they just gave I mean, up. We said that they, they took Davis Mills. Uh, I think he was like pick 63 or something. That was their first pick of the job. They didn't have a first or second rounder. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. For Laramie Tuntle. I mean, he's a good, he's a pro, pro bowl player, but he's not some guy you he's going to be two first rounders for. At, at the head of the love train, plowing. Throwing his way through, blocking. Yeah, the love train. I love it. Oh, that's so good. That, do you know what? I feel sorry for the Houston Texan fans, but in a weird way, that team is going to be quite fun to watch. <laughs> just purely for the players that are on it. I mean, you look at their roster and it just doesn't make sense. Like, I think the XFL is going to be more fun to watch than that. I think they've got players <laughs> from the XFL currently playing on their team. Like, They're the starters, aren't they? It's really strange. But what worries me about the Texans is the Browns got their shit together pretty quickly and you know got a good gm in and a good head coach texans could have had some really good you know coaches there i mean brian uh byron left which was there obviously and then you've got um uh the offensive coach for kansas city his name's just eric the enemy um and yet they go for this guy from the ravens who's about 72 or something it, it's olivia i don't know what you make of it but to me it just made no sense yeah i mean what an awful period of time to be a Houston sports fan obviously with the Texans and the NBA with the Rockets with the James Harden thing and then for all tens of baseball fans out there listening you know the Houston Astros scandal Don't mention the Astros the Houston Asterix not it's just a really bad time to be a fan of uh that sports um that city at the minute but yeah Echoing everything that's been said, they're an absolute mess. Even before Deshaun Watson's legal issues, and obviously we don't know, we don't know a lot of it, and it's, some of it will be a lot of it will be hidden uh, from the public. They didn't deal with that well. You know, he wanted out for whatever reason, and they just they had no plan, and it feels like they kind of thought they would muddle the way through it, and Deshaun Watson would be their um player next season uh, their quarterback next season then the legal issues and you know no draft picks the davis mills pick selects uh, suggests that yeah maybe deshaun watson isn't going to be a texan anymore and i think what's been forgotten um, is even without his legal stuff he's like i don't want to play for you exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't he refused to play and he he got i think past few weeks he's been connected with Philadelphia whether that plays out or not obviously it, it is tricky and the head coach 
higher. It's just terrible. I might be proven wrong. I really doubt it, though. But it's awful just from top to bottom. That whole um, team and franchise is an absolute mess. And I do feel really bad for Houston, uh, for the Texan fans, because where do they go from here? They literally, they're the definition of no hope. Like, I know when we look at this, we look at maybe uh, questionable teams and rosters and what have you. At least some of them have bright sparks and they maybe have the quarterback and yeah, you know, the like developers. The Lions, like they had Megatron. The yeah. Browns have had the odd good player in the past. Yeah. And this team doesn't have any of that. There's just, there's just nothing for me personally to get excited over. I'll say, yeah, they may be in a mess, but they have this player, you know, what leaving the um, the Andrew Hopkins trade. And it's just a mess. And I don't know how they're going to get out of it within the next couple of years it'll be a miracle if they do but yeah it's 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 a sad time let me read you a list of players that um currently ryan finley tyrod taylor or davis mills has to throw to because i thought i'd give it a quick look we've got brandon cooks is probably their wide receiver one then andre roberts chris conley and randall cobb randall cobb wow i mean they haven't even got a tight end that i can see on the end of the moment, so the running backs are rotating, playing tight end, aren't they? It's just they must be. It just they did they did have a tight end there. I can't remember his name, but he just went to Aaron Fells. Not yeah, that's not it, bad. Aaron Fells. Yeah, and he was good. He, I think he's just gone to the Lions, which actually makes a lot of sense. But the rest of this team is just an absolute joke. Like their t- yeah. their starting tight end is Brevin Jordan. I have no idea who this guy yeah. is. He got drafted. He got in like the fourth round or whatever. But your point's great is that they're relying on rookies who should in the fourth round who should be um, developed and you know taking reps and yeah exactly backups not being thrown into that absolute mess of a situation and some of their development's going to get absolutely stunted and I do feel bad for anyone who's drafted by. The, uh, the Texans this year. Not that there was many, let's face it, but still. Yeah, it's not looking good if you're, a, if you're a Texans fan or a fan of any Houston team in general, but, you know, mm. I'm sure things will turn around in a few years' time. Um, Olivia, do you want to give me a, a no-hoper that you've got? Yeah, I mean, the Texans were mine, quite obviously. I think, I don't know if no-hope is the right way of describing it but I think the Raiders are in a weird situation I know we've talked about this before that was my one I think I don't I'll be very very surprised if they make the playoffs I think again I don't think they're as tragic as the Texans um it's just the middle of the road the kind of you know they don't seem to have a plan the draft was a bit Met again. It wasn't terrible, but some of the choices were a bit questionable. And that's yeah, exactly I, how I have some some of their draft. It was just there. It was yeah. fine. It was a right their draft started yeah. badly and just went worse. I mean, picking Alex Leverwood or whatever. Well, I think you say that. I think with their first two picks, if you'd have said before they got Morig and Leverwood in the first two rounds, you'd automatically assume that they got Morig in the first and Leverwood in the second, and you'd think, yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, you look at it like that afterwards, but when you look at the players that they could have got in the first round, yeah, then it yeah. looked bad. When that, Leverwood was on the problem. board, there was about four better guards than him. Well, Darius saw who the Vikings yeah. took. Exactly. That was the yeah. first choice, yeah. 
Yeah, they, they're such a big franchise, and I know we've talked about this before, and obviously moving to Las Vegas, it's just they seem a bit meh, and they seem a bit average, and that they kind of just coast along in the NFL, and they're a bit irrelevant, and it's kind of weird seeing the Raiders be irrelevant, I know they have for as long as I can remember, but it's just like they should be better than this, and a lot of it's got to do with the structure, uh, the organisational structure and the coach. And I just think it's all a bit average to below average. And it's just, yeah, they're just there. And Talk. I don't know where they go. <laughs> Talking to the Raiders, I saw they've got rid of the black hole, which is really sad to see. Yeah, that is, I didn't know that. that yeah, it's all boxes now. They've just put boxes in. I know they've got like a nightclub in like that stretches along the end zone for some reason. I don't know why they nice. decided to put a nightclub in the Raiders. There, but they did. That's <laughs> why they're so shit. The they're getting hole. pissed up every time they, they get on the play. I swear John Gruden's <laughs> going to be during the game. <laughs> I think this is the biggest issue, Liam. We've spoken about this before, but John Gruden is on a 10-year deal. Don't slag him off. Scary bloke. No, he ain't going to come to me. I'm ICF. And then... <laughs> You know, he's on a 10-year deal and he's three years into it. He is literally, no one can hold him to account. So he can make all these decisions about the offensive line or do whatever. And no one's going to say to him, you know, we'll get rid of it. It'll cost him an absolute fortune. He's he's yeah, literally exactly. doing whatever he wants, isn't he? It's ridiculous. Why did they do that? I know we said this before, but why? I don't know. Yeah. The Mike Mayock thing's interesting as well, because that's a smart guy and he knows a lot about football. Yeah, I, that's the thing I find the most baffling because I thought he knows football and he knows players and I almost expect him to draft better, but then necessarily how much is he picking these players rather than Gruden or vice versa? I'm I think so like, sure. go out and, and do something exciting and energise your fan base, get like a, a bona fide number one receiver. And mm. I mean, what did they do? They drafted... And they, what they gave Kenny and Drake a two-year deal or something. Yeah. Yeah. What is that about? Shrug. What is that about? <laughs> it just makes no sense. Like, why? I mean, he was not even that good for the Cardinals. They've got a really good running back in Jacobs. They, he won't be able to run because then he's not got an offensive line that's going to blow a, a hole yeah. open. You know. Uh... I've got a question for you all. In two years' time, who's going to have a better record, the Texans or the Raiders? Oh, the Raiders, surely. Yeah, yeah. I think the Raiders because they'll still be going like eight, eight, and one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they're the most eight Bengals. and eight team since the Bears. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. It is crazy, mm. and it's a shame because you know the Raiders, as you've said, have always been a huge team. Like everyone knows the Raiders. Everyone's probably got some bit of merch somewhere. This Raiders, I've got Raiders T-shirts and Raiders hats, and I'm a Bears fan. It's just that team that you know has always been picked up, and it is a shame. Um, oh well, their fault, isn't it? So I think we've only not spoke about two teams, so we might as well go through them now quickly. Uh, Olivia, starting with your Jets. Yeah, I think a lot has been a lot. Uh, a lot of attention has been focused on the Jets. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I'd be very surprised if they do with a rookie QB, rookie head coach, and you know a lot of new players, whether it's free agency or. Um, Draft, I think they should be fun to watch, and I say fun quite loosely because the Jets have just been absolutely tragic for the past, you know, since 2015 where we just missed out on the playoffs. And I don't, I think there's a lot of hope 
So I definitely wouldn't class as a no-hoper in that respect. I think our offence on paper, it actually looks pretty good. It looks competent. Um, it looks like it should be interesting. Obviously, there will be issues with um, a rookie, uh, rookie quarterback with Zach Wilson. There'll be teaming issues. But yeah, there's, there is a lot to look forward to. And I think the Jets will be one of those teams where I don't think they'll win a ton of games. I think they'll be interesting to watch, though. And that's what I can ask for for the, um, for the next year. Just something interesting to watch. And I think the NFL did, on a bit of a side note, I think the NFL did a great job uh, matching the Jets at the Panthers for week one. They love the storylines, don't they? So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's almost a must win. But, yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to. But it's, it's a work in progress at the minute. That is a great game. I mean, they couldn't have picked yeah. it any better. That's so good. It's a shame it's not on TV, really. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that, that is a great one to watch. And obviously, Darn, is it at the Jets or is it at the Panthers? It's at the Panthers. It is at the Panthers. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be really good. Wilson against uh, against Darnold. Um, Ollie, I know you mentioned that on our chat as well. And that is a, that is a really good team to, a really good game, sorry, to to kick off week one. I wanted to ask you, Olivia, um, what do you make of drafting two Michael Carters. I love that. I'm all for that. So I've done a bit of research for you as well. I've found a Michael Carter the third. No way. Currently He's playing. Just... He plays for Long Beach State University basketball team. So you know where he's so been drafted. Maybe we can uh, transform him. Yeah. I don't know, really basketball, out, yeah. maybe he's tall. Maybe he can play wide receiver or safety or something. I might steal that. I might put that on the uh, the Jets feed today. I'll credit you, but that's brilliant. I've never seen that. I'm all for the Jets drafting mean players like that. I think it's brilliant. And to be fair, they're the good players in their own right, and clearly the plan for it. Um, but yeah, I think that's the first time it's ever happened as well. So yeah, I'm convinced that sounds panicked and, and just put in the same note twice. <laughs> like, fuck who we got? I right, just chuck a Michael Carter. He might be around. And then they found out is he a is he a corner or a safety? The second um, one of them's a running well, back. Well, he yeah, one's running back and Michael the Carter the first. One, yeah, Michael Carter the first is the running back. And Michael Carter the second's a bit of a hybrid, so he can play corner, um, a bit of safety as well, and linebacker. I think it's a bit up in the air how um, Salah's going to use him. He. We drafted a lot of players like that where they can play corner, they can play safety and what have you, but uh, on the defensive side. So, yeah, I hope he's uh, on the field because I'm sure a lot of commentators will love that. Olivia, what I'm really hoping is that in training, they get referred to as Michael Carr the first and Michael Carr the second so they, they can differentiate, but they're doing it in draft order. So, the first because, <laughs> I mean, how that's just surely it's the only way you can do Brilliant. it. Like. God, yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Olivia, I want to ask you, how much do you love Zach Wilson's mum? Oh, uh, <laughs> have you not I seen mean, this, George? What have you been googling? <laughs> she came, no, after he got drafted, he got a lot of slack, and she was standing up and like having a go at people on Twitter and stuff, and she's become like meme because of it. Oh, I'm gonna be able to see that. Yeah, no, oh, you... it's, it's a bit. Um, yeah, well, when. Zach Wilson got drafted. I think a radio host asked him, what is it like to have a hot mum? Oh, that's Zach where it came Wilson. from. All right, I'm Googling yeah, that now. Yeah, 
she's got about 5,000 Instagram stories. It's fine, you'll soon see it. So, like, everyone was kind of like, why are you asking, you know, a newly drafted NFL quarterback how it is to have, you know, a good-looking man, essentially? It's a bit of a weird question. And she kind of became a bit of a, a bit of a meme on Twitter. But he has, like, the whitest, most, uh, make America great again family to ever exist. Have you ever got a chance to look at it? It's so he he's the biggest Mormon. Yeah, he really oh, is. Him and Mac Jones going out for beers after the game. WhatsApp chat. Maga yeah. bros. <laughs> he's more MAGA than me in twenty thirteen on my first lads holiday, mate. I mean so <laughs> MAGA. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where'd you go twenty thirteen, George? Is any? Uh, yeah, it's Annie, yeah. Uh, Iron Apple 13. Oh, mate, what a dump. <laughs> Run in the square. Yeah, you can, you can tell the uh, the English have been there since the early 90s. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. That was, an, that was a good holiday, man. But uh, that, I remember being out there and getting our A-level results when we were out there, hungover. And then I got the even worse news that West Ham signed Andy Carroll. And <laughs> I wonder what ruined your holiday. Too much. Uh, I think that's the night I slept on a fence. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, good, good times. Um, right, Liam, let's finish off the teams with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I know you're excited to see Trev at the new place at Tottenham. Um, why else should Jaguars fans be excited? Well, I think they've drafted well. Say so maybe they haven't got obvious positions, but overall, I think you. I don't think you can say they've drafted badly at all. Um, Ollie, would you agree with me? Disagree? Um, I think. Picking and running back at 25. That wasn't the best choice or the best player, but they needed a running back and they got one. Well, did they? James Robinson? I don't know. Oh, I think that they, killed my fantasy hopes. I think they oh, could have done better there. I mean, I know I was really happy with the Steelers taking one at 24, so I'm sort of contradicting myself a little bit, but I think the Jags had bigger needs there. They could have definitely taken um offensive line or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't... Don't hate what they've done. I think they're going to be quite interesting to watch. I think they'll be. I think they'll get a few more wins next year. I'm not saying they're not going to change overnight, but I can see they, them they'll, improving. They'll, they'll be above the Texans. I think it's safe to say. I saw something interesting where um, so Trevor Lawrence has been compared to the best quarterback coming out of college since Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck obviously had a huge impact on the Colts in the first season where he took them from you know the first overall pick to I think they were a 12 and 4 team or 11 and 5 team and talks of whether Trevor Lawrence can do that with the Jaguars um Liam do you think it's a possibility I don't know about one season but I think four or five seasons yes but I don't think I think that was a fluke what happened not necessarily a fluke but I think that was a one-off because he's such a good player but Lawrence is that good as well from what we've seen in college but maybe the supporting cast isn't as good as Andrew Luck. That had. I trust the Colts GM and staff a bit better and players a bit more than the Jags, I have to admit. It's still such a shame that Luck retired, wasn't it? When yeah, he did. I was devastated when he did. He, that's one man that deserved a ring. I know in sport, nothing's a given, mm. but he really Philip Rivers, surely, definitely deserved one. But yeah, it is a shame. And it was weird that actually Rivers came in to replace Luck, I guess. Mm. Um Okay, any last thoughts, Ollie, uh, Livy on the Jaguars before we move on to something well, else? I, I think there's an easy segue to make here, isn't there? Oh, can you do yeah. it? Because I haven't thought of it. 
<laughs> into it. Liam's all excited about talking about his uh, toy. Christ, I was trying Kibo. to. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on then. So um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have signed um, former NFL quarterback, now turned tight end Tim Tebow to a one-year deal. Liam, talk about it because I can't be bothered. I'm so happy he's back in the league. <laughs> Say what you want about him as a player. Just he's great to watch. He's brilliant. I'm so pleased he's back. I think, though, he'll get cut before the season starts. But while we get Tebow for six months... It's going to be great. Don't shout. <laughs> I don't think it... Tebow. That's we the all front do. Crying out for Tebow. No, we all want Tebow. Shall we buy you a Jags Tebow jersey? I have a Broncos Tebow jersey. Oh. I bought it when he yeah. first got drafted to him because I went to Broncos. You know, sometimes I think if we met now, we'd never be friends. <laughs> have, have you got um, a Mets Tebow jersey? Because I feel like I that just gets totally papered over that he just spent yeah, how I'd, many I'd, years I'd, I'd, I'd in didn't want to mention baseball? Play, I didn't want to mention he played for us so I was just going to try and not mention that part he didn't yeah, do badly though to be fair yeah a, I, I this Tim Tebow thing I saw something that Tim Tebow's back in the league before Colin Kaepernick which made me think yeah this league is a little bit ridiculous I don't know if it's just done for like a bit of publicity or I don't know. I mean, he played for the coach uh, college for three years. So but maybe Tim, maybe he just wants familiar faces around him. I, I, I don't really know. Well, T- wasn't Tebow's last game when they won the playoffs, won a playoff game? They lost, or they won, then lost, and then he hasn't played since, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah he hasn't played since 2011, something like that. Yeah, because he was on a few squads afterwards till about 2015, but he never got a game. And now, yeah. yeah, he's back as a tight end. And I'm sure it's what Trevor Lawrence was crying out for when he got yeah. to Jacksonville, you know. The Jaguars have made some, like, questionable decisions recently. And I feel like that just kind of gets ignored because they've drafted Trevor Lawrence. And I do think they'll be a better team. I do think they will get um, a few more wins. But I think just some of the decisions and some of the things um, Urban Meyer said is a bit, like, questionable like it's they, I think the Tebow situation kind of sums that up a bit didn't like, they win lost... week one last year yeah and then yes, they, they beat the <laughs> week one then lost the next 15 they were on a big yeah. losing streak I mean how I haven't seen their schedule but how long until they get a win do we think well if they're playing the Texans week one they're laughing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think they are you know oh they are actually I yeah you're right are. yeah um, um, the run ends at 15 then <laughs> there you go, they're laughing. You know, week one, they'll be the best team again. I think, um, Santa, Urban Meyer is going to be great value for the league. And I think oh, the yeah. Jags as a whole are going to be a very interesting team to watch. I'm really Did pleased you... he's back in the league, Urban Myers, because he's a great yeah. coach, brilliant coach. Yeah, me too. And it'll be really interesting. But I can't get too excited about the Tim Tebow thing because <laughs> it's just not something that I can... I just can't do it, Liam. I'm sorry. I know you want to get involved in the Tebow train, but... Not for me, mate. Not for me. But we got it in there, and that's <laughs> all we can all we can do in it. Uh, last of all, I asked you all to pick your top five players in the AFC um, currently. Uh, Liam, do you want to start with yours, and why? So, in no order, I've tried not to go for the same position, but I had to by my last pick. So, I've gone for Patty McPatrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, He's not his friends here. Exactly. Joey Bozer, Von Miller, and everyone's favourite running back, Lamar Jackson. 
I don't mean to, I mean that is only four. Oh, I was doing it tired last night. Worry, oh. Worrying. Worrying. <laughs> well, no. That's fine. Sorry, I mean, J- Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Joey Bozer, Von Miller. Oh, Nick Chubb, yeah, you didn't say Nick Chubb, yeah. Sorry. I mean, you like the old AFC West, don't you? I've got yeah. good players. <laughs> yeah, like it. I think, yeah. Why, um, of interest, Nick Chubb, I know he was incredibly good last season. I was trying to go for different positions. And I wasn't want to just go for the same. So I thought he's probably the best running back um, out of them. So that was my reasoning. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, Ollie? Yeah, I had Chubb as well, but I'm going to take him out of this list now. Um, he was mainly on my list because every week I was betting on him to go over the, uh, the given yards on a certain Irish bookmaker. <laughs> He was smashing it every week, so uh, I'll take him out now. Um, I haven't put any quarterbacks in there, um, just because everyone talks about the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So let's go Kelsey, number one, obvious. Um, Derek Henry, number two. Beast. Nice. Yep. Um, Jonathan Taylor, number three. Ooh, really liked his season last year. Um, Diggs. And... Yeah. My boy, TJ Watt. Nice. No Tyreek Hill? No, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I've only just realised. I just, I just had uh, Najee Harris written down five times. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Just And and the bloke whose name I can't pronounce. Your five offensive linemen will be enough, I think. Pat, Pat frothy mouth. But yeah, perhaps I can't fur mouth, furry mouth. <laughs> Either way, it's not ideal for, for him really. Um, Olivia, who are your top five? Yeah, so my list is pretty similar. I obviously went Patrick Mahomes first, doesn't need an explanation. I went Travis Kelsey, I think he's um revolutionized the role. Um that he plays, I think he's absolutely key in that offense. Then I went with Derek Henry, absolute beast. Again, we all know what he's capable of. Then I went TJ Watt, I just look like I'm not brilliant at evaluating defensive players and you know knowing um, uh, correct technique etc. I just love watching him play. I think he's so explosive and uh, he's just he's just going to be he's just brilliant as he is and I think he'll even get even better. So he's going to get yeah, such a um, big contract. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, yeah, he's he's just brilliant. You know, not much else I can say about him um, then I went uh, Josh Allen uh, again I think if he keeps it up as he did last year and at some point there was MVP shout I think um, he he he's going to be the second best uh, QB behind Patrick Mahomes if he keeps it up And but yeah there's plenty of players I could have put in I, I was debating Stefan Diggs I think for such a good wide receiver, I feel like he weirdly went under the radar last year because he was so close to Josh Allen. Not but on my yeah. fantasy team, he didn't. Oh, what a <laughs> oh look yeah. at me. I've got a really good fantasy team. I've won the championship two, twice in a row. Yeah, keep bigging me up. That makes me look good on it. <laughs> what an acquisition that was by the Bills. Like, absolutely fantastic. Mm. It only feels like yesterday they were getting rejected. Um, uh, I cannot remember his name. Um the former Steelers wide receiver who refused to go to the Bills, um, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Sorry, I just completely forgot. Yeah, I remember when they got rejected by him a few seasons ago and everyone was laughing at the Bills. In fact, they picked up 
Stefan Diggs last season was absolutely brilliant. And that's yeah, the I really sort like of move the Raiders should make. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> they should go Definitely. out and get get someone good like that. But yeah, plenty of exciting players in the AFC. Yeah, got five for us, George. I do, mate. I do. I, I again went non-quarterback because you know some players that don't get spoken about enough. I had Stefan Diggs in mind. Um, I had Wyatt Teller, um, the offensive line for the Cleveland Browns. That guy is an absolute yeah. monster um, that just nobody can get past. Joey Bosa, I had as well on my list, um, which is of it. Travis Kelsey. Um, you put Von Miller in. I'm surprised no one else put him in. Only because he didn't play last season. Yeah. You know, um, I get that, but I still think he's going to have a mammoth year next year. Yeah, as we said before, it's a really good, really good team. You know, so yeah, good stuff. Um, all right, Ollie, any other business? Um, we've pretty much covered everything I was going to mention. So Tebow Rogers schedule, all the Michael Carters. Um, it's all been said. Yeah, we've done pretty well. It's been a good... Oh, we should point out that the schedule gets released um, ten, well, it'll be tonight, but I think we'll all be asleep by then. Maybe oh. not you, Olivia, with your student life. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. we haven't missed, all... we haven't... Sorry, Olivia, we haven't mentioned the most obvious thing. What? Games... The Jets. What well, was it in London? We, have... we need to talk about this more. What are you on about? We spoke about it at the start of the podcast. I know, but I thought Olivia would want to talk about it more just because I mean, they're I coming over. <laughs> I think I you can. could do a, a whole deep dive episode on this. Well, what more do you want? Yeah, you and Olivia could stay on for a, a patron bonus <laughs> bonus <laughs> episode if you want. But no, you're right. It is incredibly exciting for when your team's over in London. Um, all of our teams have been over at one point and been lucky enough to see them. Uh, is it confirmed there's um, two games or are we going to get any more I think it's confirmed it's, it's two just games. two yeah. right, so none at Wembley yeah. then no I think their contract is no, yeah. Wembley um, yeah that's, that's right yeah. yeah yeah I think they're going to have um, not this year but I think they're going to have them pretty much all over the world in the coming years I think obviously they have the Mexico one which is cancelled because of Covid this year I think there was talks of one in Germany uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, and it I was. Think, yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's one in Canada or they were just talking about it. But they did confirm it a few months ago, but so there's going to be like less London games and less, obviously, they increase the uh, game. But it's certainly becoming more international, which good thing for us, I guess. But I, I can understand why American fans would be annoyed that they're losing a home game. So if the Jets were losing a home game, I'd be a bit more annoyed than obviously the Falcon fans. Um, who are losing a home game so yeah I think you've got to be balanced I don't think um, you know you've got obviously they want to go internationally but you've got to think of your home fans as well well this is why it didn't work in football with the European mm. Super League because yeah exactly you know, we just don't stand for it in England and these American owners tried to kind of do it the same way but in America I guess it's got used to it because franchises have moved cities moved states mm. and that's always been the way but um, yeah, they kind of get used to it, but trying to do the same thing over here was never going to work. Bastards. Exactly. Bang on. Uh, okay, guys. Well, thank you all very much for joining. As usual, we'll do a new podcast next week on the NFC. Um, Liam, before you go, do you want to shout out the socials, my friend? Yeah, check out our Twitter page at Fourth and Out Pod. 
um, and our Facebook group of the same name, which is private, but I think you can find <laughs> it. Damn Facebook. Oh, Even the way in. he said that last part was like, oh, shit, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no hats, no right. trainers. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you all um, so much. Olivia, thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. Ollie, Cheers. thank you, mate. Thanks, mate. I'll see you soon. Liam, I'll probably bump into you over the next few days. This really happens. <laughs> You're a lucky boy. Liam, I'll see you soon, mate. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. All right, and thank you for listening.